Ah, let's play a game. Dufresne, Dufresne, who was that from? Andy Dufresne from uh, uh, Shawshank. That's it, Andy Dufresne. That's right, yeah. Shawshank Redemption. That's a great movie. Oh fuck yeah! God, and, uh, I don't know if it's a top ten or not, but it's definitely it's definitely a great film. It's one of those ones you can't like you know if it's on TV you stop and next thing you know you're like right you're watching it like, yeah and they, and they used to run that shit on like TBS all the time back when I yeah. actually had cable and yeah you'd just be before you knew it you'd watch 30 minutes of a film you've already seen 32 times mm-hmm. or whatever yeah yep 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 been there done that there's a there's a few films that that do that to me that and uh, Princess Bride's another where if it's playing mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah I guess I'm watching this for a while so willow yeah. there's a lot of old school ones like that yeah man so how's it been going football ended a couple of weeks ago so i had my afternoons back so yeah life is getting back to normal thank fucking god yeah, yeah. <clears throat> now we get the holidays coming up which i am looking forward to thanks to the young master david like the magic starting to come back to the holidays <laughs> Really excited about him again, and he's only you know six months. I can't wait till he's like four and five. Oh, I'm sure man. you have, yeah, yeah, you have that going on right now where it's like, oh, Re- yeah, really, it starts at like two, man, uh, right around like the second year. Caroline was like completely knowledgeable about Christmas from having watched all these, you know, shows and everything that you preceding Christmas, they put all that crap on Netflix and stuff and we're playing her all the old classics and everything. And man, she really got into it. And yeah, but but like I said, by the time she was two, she was all about it. And we did the tree and the family and, you know, still doesn't, yeah, still doesn't require like uh, ridiculous presence yet. Thank God, you know, Um, Uh she's pretty happy with, you know some uh, relatively cheaper things uh, although this year we're we're thinking about getting her her own kindle because um she basically is uh, sniped my wife's uh, kindle fire i picked her up i think last year for christmas uh and she just constantly plays all these little games on there and stuff uh nothing i would play nothing that we could talk about on this show but you know daniel tiger uh-huh. and strawberry shortcake and frozen and all these you know garbage games in my opinion but she loves them and that's all that matters so yes but, yeah like little gamer and yeah it, it's it is awesome man christmas is great uh you know as every year it kind of stresses me out because i'm always worried that i'm not getting enough people enough things or whatever but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. eh, it is it is what it is and yeah 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 but other than that you know i'm i'm doing great uh been yeah i've been uh been trying to play uh shining force 3 for the show um not to get into it too much because uh we're not going to be talking about that today we kind of alluded to that 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 might be something we might do for this episode and uh yeah i uh uh, i had a couple of major setbacks i don't know how you're doing with it i know you've played it before but um it's definitely one of those games where you'll miss something and either have not saved or whatever for a while and have to go back. And I had uh, very early on uh, two two pretty major setbacks that uh, caused me to go back the first time uh, almost two hours um, because I basically hadn't saved 
since I started the game and then I got to that like first real battle after all the dialogue and everything like that that occurs and there's a guy there I guess that um you can or can't can or, or you don't have to save you can save him or not and then there's another guy that um regardless of whether or not you save him he joins your party like a archer guy I don't I don't remember his name but um the other guy uh died during the battle and without even thinking about it I just hit reset because that's what you do when someone dies in one of these type of games uh, I didn't want him to die he had a character portrait I assumed that he joins you apparently and he doesn't I don't know maybe in the later ones uh, because you know it is a one of three maybe he does uh, join you there but yeah I reset and then I had to play through all that beginning crap again and then um, uh, I saved him and all you get is like a a dialogue differential you know it says something to the effect of you know like oh well he lived and tried to talk the one guy out of doing the one thing or whatever but uh, they didn't believe him and you're like okay that so literally that's all you get for for saving his stupid ass and then uh like maybe two battles later there's a large battle that's a two-parter where you fight this first little area and then you go to a second map and immediately and fight another area and uh, shiny force three unlike the, its predecessors has maps within maps within maps and uh, you, as you know because you played it but there's a temple on the second map of this battle that you can enter and you get a little cut scene with a thief and he says i won't allow you to get the the treasures of the dwarf hill and he like jumps in there and you can send guys after him well i sent some guys after him but they uh they didn't get to him in time or i didn't manage to get to him in time and i was i was like oh well no big deal because he picked up a treasure something like life armlet or something and i was like i i can let that go because i was already uh kind of like well i i already wasted a couple hours earlier you know just earlier that day actually and i was like uh, i'm not doing that again i'm you know i hadn't saved in over an hour and then it just kept nagging at me and nagging at me so i looked it up in a fact and uh, the, the fact i went to it and it says be sure to pick up the life whatever it is this is a item that you will use throughout the game and i was like okay yeah so reset got it it turns out it's really great it's a accessory that uh heals whatever character it's equipped to i think like two hp per turn they have so it can it can virtually make like an already defensive you know character like just invincible you know at least early on so i i equip it to the main hero because if he dies then you're sol so that's where i'm at with that uh i'm probably six or seven hours in Where'd you manage to get to? I haven't started it yet. Oh, of course. But that's my plan for uh, this weekend. I slotted just Saturday and Sunday to just tearing through that shit. Oh, okay. like I said, I, I played before. I got a, I got a grasp of what I'm going to do, what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I guarantee you, by this weekend, I will be uh, either caught up with you or yeah, uh, surpassing. Oh, I'm sure you'll, you'll probably surpass me. I'm, I, I plan then, on playing more, but. I got all next week off, so I got a whole actually maybe just a weekend, like the oh, whole nice. week to just like sink my teeth into this thing. That's why that's why I wanted to delay it because I know like I hey I have a Thanksgiving break sure, coming up and sure. I am ready to just kill this thing. Yeah, I, I have the week off after Thanksgiving. Ironically, I took it off to go to a uh, 
a Grand Prix tournament for uh, Magic the Gathering. But, uh, yeah, I, I play in several a year. I'm actually thinking I might skip this one just because the, the cost and it being so close to Christmas is kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like, initially I was all gung-ho about it, um, but I don't know. I, I might just skip this one. I haven't fully decided, but I, I do have the week off regardless, so that's that's fun. So I'll probably sit around and play some games. One thing I did do since the Saturn was, uh, you know, hooked up, you know, I, I, I've got, like, you know, James and most listeners know I've got like 40 plus systems, something like that in this stupid game room. And, um, I only at any given time usually have, uh, three or four hooked up because it's just a pain, you know, and they're all a jumble. If I took a picture right now, you'd be like, God, what a mess. But you know, you forget these old systems. They have a lot of cords. They're kind of hard to, you know, keep neat at least unless you buy some uh, high end shelving or something specific for them. And I don't have anything like that. They literally sit on the floor when I hook them up. And uh, yeah, while the Saturn was hooked up, I thought, Hey, you know, I might, uh, I might just play a few other Saturn games because I, I don't often have it hooked up. And, and one of them I popped in there was uh, Night Warriors, which is um, kind of a Street Fighter clone, also put out by Capcom. If you played any any of the Darkstalker series, this is, the uh, I believe, the first one of the series that came out here. And, I mean, it's just a gorgeous game, and it plays amazing. It plays a lot like Street Fighter, but uh, just really beautiful 2, 2D graphics, a lot of colors and stuff, really awesome game. And I went to put it in, didn't work. Uh, looked at the disc, the disc was fine, didn't have any, uh, telltale holes, bit rot that I could see, uh, pretty much looked pristine, I went ahead and cleaned it anyway, tried it again, once again didn't work, um, and then I went online and I looked up, uh, apparently a prevailing problem with, uh, Sega Saturn in particular is, uh, a lot of discs, um, and it, it's kind of willy-nilly which ones do and don't, uh, won't play if your lens is dirty or if the cord that connects to the lens has some grit or dirt, dust or whatever in it. And they suggest that you clean the thing, but because they're like 20 years old, it's, uh, it's kind of a difficult process. Uh, you could, while cleaning it, if you're not very care- careful or if you're kind of a klutz like I, I tend to be sometimes, um, you can, you know, these things are dry and brittle and they can crack and then getting a replacement cord for it is basically the cost of a Saturn, so you might as well just buy a new one kind of thing. So I was like, eh, what am I going to do? And then it, I, it dawned on me that 25, maybe even 30 years ago, my dad gave me this, like, weird cd i've never seen another one like it i'm sure they're more common than what i'm alluding to but it's a cd that's an actual playable cd it's got maybe five or six tracks on it but it's got brushes all on the bottom of the cd itself like little tiny um, eyelash brushes or like you would see on a really fine paintbrush or something you ever see something like that Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, when he gave it to me, I was like, okay. And he's like, you should always clean your CD player, son, you know? And I was like, yeah, okay, dad, thanks. And I kind of put it away. Yeah, my dad was always giving me weird things, you know, and I didn't ha- mm-hmm. hold on to a lot of it. But for some reason, this has always stayed in my cl- collection. You know, I just put it amongst all my other CDs and I dawned on me, hey, I've got this thing my dad gave me 100 years ago. And I tried it out and then. You know, I, I'm not religious. You know this, James, but I, I felt like 
wow you know my dad passed away a couple years ago and uh i I put it in and of course damn thing worked first try right after that no problem and i was just like well thanks dad you know it was like it was was kind of crazy moment you know uh but uh really cool so yeah now my saturn's working I, i tried all the rest of my games they all uh play so yeah, good times. I, I really enjoy the Saturn. I just wish I had more for it. Of course, now, I, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, all the problems that we had when you first joined this podcast are apparently gone. Um, recent emulators have been able to crack the code, and you can now basically make, uh, with a little effort, with an action replay, which I have, you can make uh, burn CDs that will work 100% of the time on your Saturn. So now if I wanted to, and I kind of still don't, but you can uh, emulate games on the Saturn, no problem. So that, that's kind of fun to know. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of fucking expensive games on the Saturn and a few of which I really want to play that. I'm just like, I don't want to drop a a week's paycheck just to play magic Knight Ray earth, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's up over. It's like four hundred bucks or something now. I'm not. I'm not even sure. I know. I know when I looked at it, I was like, nope. Even though I really want it. Yeah. Well, you got a copy? No, no, I don't have a copy of that one. There's a game called Shining Wisdom. Mm-hmm. I think I sold or I like let someone borrow when I was a kid, and I've been kicking myself ever since. Oh, and man. I remember it not being that great of a game, but I don't know, for some reason, because it's just gone from my collection. I won it so bad. It's, it's <sighs> funny that you say that, because I almost made a trade to uh, a guy two years ago at um, uh, Super BitCon for a copy of Shining Wisdom. He wanted my uh, Ninja Gaiden trilogy straight across, and he was kind of an arrogant dick, mm-hmm. and that guy's name was Pro Jared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a he had a little table, and I was like, "Hey, man, I, I I'm trying to get into Saturn collecting. Uh, w- would you be willing to trade?" And he says, "Eh, maybe. Depends on what you had." And he he offered the trade for it, and I was like, "I don't know, maybe." And he's like, "Well, I don't know either, actually." He's like, "I want to make the trade, but my wife. It's actually my wife's game." He said, "And I'll have to ask her." And then. And I, I kind of looked up the prices of the two. And at the time, I don't know where it's at now, but at the time, uh, uh, Ninja Gaiden Trilogy was like 150 and his game was sitting around 90 to 100. So it was kind of like way skewed in his favor. And I was like, you know, I don't mind 20 bucks, 30 bucks, but 50 bucks is kind of like, mm, seemed a little, yeah. little too much. But I don't know. I mean, that's how you make money when you are a vendor. So I kind of understand that too, but I still, I kind of like eh, I never went back and pursued it you know, I kind of kicking myself now because I have all three of the Ninja Gaiden games you know if you listen to this podcast one of the very first shows I did was talking about I had Ninja Gaiden trilogy and whether or not it was worth it and I think I said that owning the three games for the Nintendo totally worth it because I think the most expensive is like the third one at 30 or 40 bucks or something and you know they play almost identically to the ones on the Super Nintendo. They're supposed to be enhanced, but they really don't look or play any differently to me. So, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, so I got a... You did. You failed to remind me, but I remember. I got a story, James. Oh, yes. Please. <laughs> um, uh, are, are you... You're an iOS user, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this most recent update that they did is... Um, I don't know what all it entailed. It, it 
you know, always when they do these things, like I put them off as long as I possibly can because they always end up fucking up stuff. This one actually, um, the video game price guide I was using to track my collection actually doesn't work now with the, the new update. So I, I had to delete that. I'm going to have to find some other way to, uh, track my, my games now and put in like, you know, 3000 plus games manually into a stupid thing through a phone interface. And that's, that's a lot of fucking fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but one of the other things it did was, uh, and I don't know if it's done it to you yet, but it automatically makes these little, um, movies basically based off of various things like it uses uh, face recognition technology and it'll make one of all the same person or all the same day like it'll say you know February 17th 2016 if you took like 40 pictures it might make you a collage of that add some music to it and then see whether or not you want to um, keep that you know and uh, it'll play it and I was, you know, I was like, yeah, it's whatever, it's cool, and it, it made one uh, based off uh, my daughter's face, and it was kind of like, oh, heartwarming or whatever, and then, you know, I, I watched it, I decided to keep it because it was cute, and then a few minutes go by, and it made another one, you know, this is right after I updated, and it said, uh, best of 2017, and for those of you that don't know, uh, James likes to send uh, these very funny uh, photos and videos where he, he tricks you into seeing something you don't want to see. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, James? Uh-huh. And yeah. James sent me... You love uh, them. Oh, yeah. They're the best. The first one I think he sent me was... Uh, <laughs> he says, oh, man, have you seen this fire in California or something like that? And, it, you know, it shows a picture of a fire. And, indeed, when you start the video, it's like a building burning. And then it just goes right into Jitterbug by Wham! And it's this, like, rather... Um, like mannish woman just kicking the crap out of this guy's nutsack and just pulling it every which way very painful looking horrible thing and then like i think you sent me a photograph where it tricks you into looking at some dude's junk uh and then <laughs> then the, the the coup de gras the uh the creme de la creme of these things that james had sent was this video of uh i think god how did it start it's like hey did you see this crazy accident or the, I, I saw an accident yeah, yeah. on the way to work <laughs> and then it goes oh, into gosh. then it goes into i think there are a pair of indian guys it might be a guy and a gal you don't see the one's face because this guy is holding the other one uh and he is elbow deep inside this other person um disturbing oh, lost all of our listeners yes i know <laughs> disturbing to say the least but um but funny when you're not expecting it it just goes from oh yeah you're like checking out this crash and then all of a sudden you see this uh someone again i couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman just being completely reamed out and uh yeah i'll put a link in the uh, website no. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you want to see this, uh, <laughs> send us a uh, an email at uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so I I saved it on my phone. I sent it out to a few friends um, myself oh, because you're contributing. Oh yeah, because it it was funny, and then you know I I forgot about it. This was maybe what six months ago or something. So yeah. I I get this stupid best of 2017, and I'm watching it, and I am you know not to sound like a, a lady or whatever, but it's, it's taking snippets from videos I have. It has a snippet of my daughter, um, 
and she's crying for something and it's playing this beautiful music in back and she I think she's saying I want mommy and I'm saying well mommy's not here right now baby and stuff like that and then it goes into her she like playing with toys and then her dressed up for Halloween and then just like pictures of us playing at the park and all this beautiful stuff and I'm literally even though you know I know these photos but with the music and the way they're collaged together it's magical and then toward the very end James what do I see <laughs> No way. Oh, yeah, dude. And what portion is it? It's not the car running into the side of the building. Of course not. No, it's it's whatever that that horrendous end part of that is. And it's still playing this like real like just elevator type beautiful, you know, pretty music behind it and stuff. And I was just like lost it. You didn't get me once. You got me twice with this damn thing. James. So, That's hilarious. Of course, I went in. I was like, I'm not sure I want to save this one. I found that you can edit it. I took that out. I was like, yeah, we're just going to leave that portion out. Uh, probably not a best of 2017 type of uh, material there, but good times. So, yeah, thanks, iOS. Thank you, James. It, it definitely gave me a good laugh, uh, if nothing else. Anyway. Um, so, uh, hello again, and welcome to yet another edition of Is It Worth It? The second most failed podcast on the internet. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine J, and with me, as always, co-host James Milholland. Everyone. So, um, as, as you have gathered... That's how we're starting, with you yawning? Yeah, Jeez. yeah, dude, I'm tired, man, are you kidding? <laughs> it has been, it has been a trying week, um... Yeah, a, a lot happened this week. Uh, just just been real busy. Um, was sick a day, and you know took a day from work. Um, yeah, just just been one of those type of weeks where it's just like I'm. It feels like I'm constantly doing uh -huh. just bam, 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 bam. You know, um, never a never a moment to myself really. Which is, you know the few times I did have any time to myself, I was trying to play the game, and then like I said, I had these setbacks, and it was just kind of like. You know, I, at first it, I was all gung-ho and I thought, you know, I'm going to be finished in no time. And then one thing led to another, just like life always does. But anyway, uh, what we decided instead, I believe, is we're going to do a compilation of games. Uh, I, I told you to pick 10. I picked 10. Um, and I, I fucking hate the term. I don't know why it just, it's, it's such a stupid term to me, but basically hidden gems or, uh, I hate that term, like games that are, are good or wacky or, or at least worth checking out that you may not have heard of. You know, we're not going to be talking about last of us, Bioshock, Call of Duty, Gears of War, you know, things that, you know, uh, these are games that, that we like James and I for whatever reasons and they're not mainstream games these are games that m maybe you've heard of most of you probably have heard of a lot of these because you're gamers but maybe you haven't maybe uh, between the two of us we're gonna introduce you to some things that are um, you know new maybe maybe it sounds cool and you want to check it out so that's the uh, topic we're gonna do today and uh, James if you want to start that that'd be that'd be great I guess, and then I can, uh, we'll just do like we did with the SNES episode and kind of go boom, 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 I guess, go through them. Yeah, sounds good. Um, my list will probably be a, a little more mainstream than your list because <laughs> well, I have, you know, 
200 games, you got a few thousand games. What I did, James, to make it even harder on myself, because when I initially sat down and did this list, I was looking over it, and I realized I had, uh, out of the 10, I had like four or five NES titles. I think I had three DS titles. So I said, Mm -hmm. no, Um, you know, I love both those systems, and there's a lot of obscure to, to most people, obscure stuff on those systems. And uh, I said, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to limit myself to one game per any given console. So that's what I've done. I, I, I have a list of 10, and each game is um, is on a singleton console. Now, there might be some that span several consoles, but I'm counting them as a singleton. You know, like it might be on the SNES <laughs> and the Genesis, but I'm counting it toward the SNES kind of thing, you know. Yeah, so that that j- just cause you know I got to be difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, hey, okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll kick things off then if that's uh, yeah. Sounds... Okay, with you. Um, first one I got uh, Sega Saturn, uh, called Mysteria Realms of Lore. Are you familiar? Not in the slightest. No. Not in the slightest. It is very similar to Shining Force 3. When I was uh, Sega Saturn out and getting my Shining Force 3 out ready to play, I was going through the games, and I found this one. And I stopped over it for a while and just took a look. It's It, it plays just like Shining Force. Uh, you have the grid. You have uh, you know a handful of characters, and you move about a map in a similar way and uh, get into battles like a similar way. Uh, storyline, you know, it has been years since I played, so I'm not really sure what the storyline's about, but it's a fun little game. Um, hmm. The sprites are a little bit bigger, if I remember, from Shining Force. There's a little more detail uh, to the sprites, but uh, yeah, it's a cute little game. I've never beaten it. Um, I used to play it, get up early, like every morning to play it before school, then I'd come home and play it after school, but, you know, due to life and whatnot, I just never was able to beat it. It's one that uh, I might be revisiting soon. Huh. Uh, it's a pretty fun little game. Do you, do you happen to know offhand? Because like I'm completely drawing a blank on this game. Like I I have no idea. I uh, thought I knew all the RPGs for the system or tactical type games. Uh, do you know what kind of price range that game commands? Because I'm gonna guess it's not like hundred bucks. Not a clue. Oh okay. Probably. Yeah, because um, everything can, on the Saturn is a hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah, it's a good little game. I don't know if anyone wants to and you say YouTube Myster- it or whatnot. Mysteria is what it's called? Mysteria Realms of Lore. I'll be damned, yeah. Right Literally never heard of it. Huh. Yeah, I'm going to just kind of well, do some fill while you're looking it up because I'm, I'm kind of interested in buying it now. It sounds awesome. It's kind of like, uh, and it's not on my list, but it, an honorable mention is uh, Dark Wizard for the Sega CD is a uh, tactical game that like nobody knows about. And it, it plays a little bit like a Shining Force or something. And it's a fucking great game with like full anime cutscenes and stuff. And no one's ever heard of it, you know. So you still around? I'm still here, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amazon does not have it, so I'll I'm gonna damned. look up. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up on eBay, which I can't find on eBay. Yeah, selling it right. Oh, here we got it's fifty bucks. Fifty bucks complete. You know that's not too bad for a uh, Sega Saturn title. So, yeah, these days, I mean, uh, if it's remotely good and it's on the Saturn, the damn thing's mm-hmm. hundred bucks. So stupid. 
<sighs> yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all, man. All right. Um, I think Shining Force is a better game, but it's pretty cool. <clears throat> right on, right on. Cool. Um, my first game, and, you know, no particular order or anything, but the first game I have listed, uh, one you may or may not have heard of, it's kind of gained a lot of uh, fame in recent years <clears throat> just because it, it's so quirky. Uh, but it's one I had to mention in case you've never heard of it, and that is uh, Mr. Mosquito for the PS2. You know this game, James, at all? I do not. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, it's God. It's such a it's such a weird ass game, James. <laughs> you you literally play as a uh, as a mosquito, um, and you live in a household with a Japanese family, and I think there's only like five or six levels, and every level you're trying to uh, draw enough blood from whatever family member is trapped in a room with you without alerting them to your presence and you can you know you, you can fly all, all around the room and like a standard size room to a mosquito looks is a huge level right and there are things that uh, can get in your way such as like uh, air conditioning units or, or fans of various types can blow you into things uh, of course the people themselves can attack you if they uh, become knowledgeable about you know what you're doing I think the first level is like uh, the dad sleeping in a chair or something. The second level is uh, the oldest sister taking a bath. And uh, you have these certain points that you can draw blood from and you have to draw it at a certain, like, a certain way or else you, they will alert them to your presence and then they'll attack you. Uh, you can earn things like extra blood banks and stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a weird fucking game. I don't know what to say about it. Graphically, it looks great. Um, you, you know, I, apparently according to the back of the cartridge, I went ahead and all, all the games that I have on my list, I actually own and I went ahead and pulled them all down. According to the back of this cartridge, it has 12 levels for the Yamada household that you can uh, do. So a weird game. I've only ever got through like level maybe three or four. I, I, I don't know what to call it. I didn't get too far into it. I played maybe a couple hours, but, uh, it, it only, the last time I checked, this is only like a $10 game. And uh, I just think it's like completely worth it for that amount of money because it's it's so quirky and it's like one of those games that people just you bring it out and you're like you're not gonna believe that, that they actually made a you know a video game that plays like this that looks this good with this kind of theming it's just uh, it doesn't seem uh, natural it's a very surreal type of thing so that gets my pick for the PS2. I am looking at pictures of it, and yeah, it looks weird. Oh, it's definitely weird. <laughs> and like like you said, I mean, there had to have been like a meeting somewhere, a bunch of executives, <laughs> some guy or group presented this idea, and the guys there were like, "Yeah." I was like, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, it'd be great there if we uh, if we made a game where like." Uh, you could be like a fly on the wall, like see a family. You know what I'm saying? You, you get in there and you can like, you can like maybe bite the girl on her boobs, and you know, cause, yeah. <laughs> and you could be it'd be like a floating camera, except you're like a bug. How can we do that? Yeah, it's just a weird concept. I don't, I don't know how it. You know, Japanese That's are weird, weird yeah. people, but you know, they make a lot of weird games like this in Japan. But the thing is, they almost never make it over to the states. And here, this one is. Uh, it's by a developer called Fresh Games. They made a couple other uh-huh. real quirky titles. The other one that comes to mind is Mad Maestro, also for the PS2. Also a weird, quirky game. Um, not nearly mm-hmm. as much as Mr. Mosquito, though. Uh, 
just just some wild stuff, man. Yeah, if if you've got a few extra bucks, like I said last I checked, it was only a ten dollar game. Check it out, man. It's it's just a it's it's one that you I think you should have for its price. It's just that quirky and fun, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, totally worth it. So, uh, what's your next one, Mister James? My next one. Um got a whole list here i'm trying to just pick and choose as a kind right. of rules of conversation you know um okay i got one it's uh it's a nintendo game uh there weren't many nintendo games that utilize the zap zapper gun as much i think um, 12 total um have you played to the earth oh gosh uh i to own the earth. i own it <laughs> it it's a it's a fun game, you know. You, you have to utilize the zapper, like I said, and you're out in outer space and you're shooting aliens. Uh-huh. And I never beat it, but I'm guessing our mission is to get back home to the Earth. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember I got as far as I think Saturn. Oh, nice. I passed through Saturn, and there's like bugs or not bugs, but uh, I got a thing, mosquito thing. Uh, there's aliens that come out from behind the planet or something, and they're shooting at you. And every time you shoot, like your fuel goes down. Uh, really cool. I got it towards the end of the Nintendo's lifespan. I think even the Genesis was already out by the time I got it. But mm-hmm. fun game. And I remember my Zapper. It came with a Zapper, I believe. Huh. And the Zapper was wireless. No way. It had something. It had something that plugged into the Nintendo. I don't know where it went. Like my mom, I think threw it out or gave it away or like she went in some tirade about guns in the house and she decided to get rid of that one. But it came with a. Yeah, I hear it. There it is. <laughs> it came with something plugged into the you know the controller slot, and I believe it was infrared. And you'd shoot and it worked like that. But I got I I like scoured my parents' house trying to find that zapper, and I cannot find it. I find everything else like my Nintendo, the game, everything else, but that zapper it was blue and red. I remember so it was a different color altogether. Wow, that that doesn't sound like a first party. The only first party ones I've ever no, seen is the wasn't. old uh, like I've got the gray one, which I believe is the first generation no i've got both i've got both never mind yeah i've got the orange one too there's an, the later ones uh were painted like hunter orange um, i got one of those somewhere yeah i've got i forgot i've got a box complete action set and then i've got a i've, I've actually got three or four nintendos at any given time because i'm i'm a weird Good. old crusty man know. yeah well you know i'm just a weirdo but yeah i think there's only like i want to say 12 or 13 total titles that were that utilized zapper at all of course you got duck hunt slash you know uh clay pigeons and which that, is really one game that's probably the only one anyone can ever mention like that's that's the leading game yeah i mean basically another yeah. one yeah you got like adventures of bayou billy could utilize it or not i think pow there was uh shooting range explode hogan's alley um hogan's alley. That's yeah that's a good one media. freedom freedom force uh, uh, God, now I can't remember. Was Operation Wolf? Was did that utilize a gun, or was that? I think it uh, was Operation Wolf. I think yeah, Operation Wolf did. POW didn't. Yeah, that's I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, yeah. POW I think was more of like a Contra clone. But Operation Wolf didn't. It wasn't an automatic gun, so I couldn't imagine using the zapper and having to continue to hit the. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't know. maybe not. I don't know. It's. I mean, I love zapper games, but I don't bust them out all that often um wild gunman that's another one um largely due to you know uh, 
you got to do it on a CRT. It, it makes a lot of noise. You heard me click the zapper a couple yeah. times, you know, that, that kind of, when you're sitting there doing that just constantly, it's going to wake everyone in the house up. I typically play yeah. games at night. Um, and you know, it, it is a good technology. They are super fun games. I love shooter games, but I'm more like Genesis and beyond era, PlayStation era, all that stuff. I love, um, house of the dead, etc. I mean, all that stuff is just tremendous, but yeah. in earth i didn't even realize you know i think i have a copy i'm almost uh, i'm not turning around to look for it um but i think i have a copy of of uh earth is it called earth defense force or just earth defense to the earth to the earth that's okay derp to the earth yeah i think maybe i just saw it recently or something but it seems like i haven't you know i've got like 540 of the 700 and whatever it is nintendo games so i have most of them it, it kind of gets hard to uh remember yeah. which ones i do and don't have at any given time but uh yeah i might have to check that out it's probably if i do own it, it's one of the you know 20 or 30 titles that uh, e- i've either played and forgotten about or i just haven't even played at all because there are a bunch yeah. of them that you know i bought them just to put on a shelf because i'm a weirdo uh but yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to check that out next time i got the nintendo hooked up um my next one, James, is one uh, that you may. It, I kind of, I was kind of loath to pick it um, because, like, for the Genesis, there's a lot of hidden gems. You know, there's like Crusader of Sinti. I think I've talked about it before. Uh, the RPG show actually is going to be uh, reviewing Crusader of Sinti soon. Uh, whatever game it was, they were going to review. Uh, fell through they had some technical problems so they decided to play this instead and that is a tremendous game and I almost picked it uh, but then I was like well they're going to be reviewing it soon so my mini review probably won't do it justice in RPGs or you know it might be something we'll do in the future anyway um so I went with uh Gunstar Heroes uh familiar with that one is the one uh Super Nintendo no, no, this is a uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, this is made by oh, yeah. Treasure. Oh, you're right. No, it is just Sega. Yeah, Sega Genesis. Uh, it also appears on some uh, compilation things, I think. I think it's like mm-hmm. uh, whatever the Treasure bundle is. I think it's on there. Um, I think I saw someone. I think like the, the SNES drunk played it or something like that. Oh, I saw yeah. a video of it recently. It It's just like the most surprising uh, run-and-gun shooter I've ever played. It puts... Con- like the original Contra I, I love you know and it's classic and uh, Gunstar Heroes makes it look like just trash you know I even like Contra 3 which is another 16-bit title if I had a choice between for the rest of my life playing it or Gunstar Heroes I would play Gunstar Heroes it's just infinitely more fun it's graphically better uh, there's a quirkiness to it um, that other games of its genre don't have there there are things like uh certain stage bosses will change they have like a random number generator and you don't know what it is you'll be fighting at the end of that stage so sometimes you'll get to the end it'll be this monster it'll be that monster it does some stuff on the genesis you just wouldn't think is possible with like uh these giant giant sprites that are actually multiple sprites all fused together to move in tandem to make it look like it's one big sprite and just they did some like ungodly beautiful stuff with this and then there's some obvious cameos uh that aren't actually cameos because it's a treasure game not a capcom but there are guys there's a guy in there that looks exactly like m bison there's a guy in there that looks exactly like hagar from uh, final fight um 
just little things like that. And then the gameplay itself is, like I said, it's run and gun. Um, when guys get close to you, you can like one hit kill them. Um, you can throw things, throw people, and then you have a weapon that changes. Uh, I believe there's, God, it's been a while since I played, but I believe there's four different types of beams that you can get in the game, which you're like, oh, four doesn't sound too great. But the thing is, you actually get two beams, and you can make any combination of those two like one would be like a, a green laser that is a tractor beam where it like will track to the nearest uh or a heat seeking i guess you'd call it heat seek to the nearest enemy and attack it um and you can you know like uh pair it with like the fire and then you'll have like a heat seeking fire or you could do like two tractor beams and you'll get like all these crazy lasers going everywhere and then like a rapid fire and etc etc and you can mix and match these into i believe 16 different weapons um really just super cool stuff uh can't recommend it enough it's got a great soundtrack too it gets a little wonky toward the end uh where instead of going like a stage by stage kind of gameplay the very last level actually plays like a board game which is kind of weird and hard to explain but it, uh a, a really good beautiful game i think everyone should play uh unfortunately <clears throat> yeah unfortunately it uh it's been discovered uh more or less by a lot of uh genesis collectors within the last five or six years genesis has been tracking upward in value and this is one that uh everyone is like yeah you've got to own this and uh, as such i believe it's it's reached if you want a box copy which why wouldn't you it's genesis they have the best boxes um yeah. i think they're like 50 bucks man so hmm. I, I personally, I think still worth it, but maybe check out one of the compilations that it appears on or something. Um, it does have a sequel that I bought for the, uh, Game Boy Advance, which doesn't play anything like the one for the Genesis for some reason. I don't know what the hell happened, but it, I want to say it was available. Was it available on the Wii download or was that something? You know what? It, I think it, I think it probably was. I have seen this uh, available on one of the networks. It might be in Wii. It might be on, um, PSN or something, but yeah, yeah maybe. uh, totally worth it. Wherever you can find this thing. Uh, if, if you like run and gun games like Contra, and this is one that is, especially fun with a friend you know yeah yeah really fun two-player game uh just it's one that you can play over and over and over too just like contra so highly highly mm. recommend yeah cool cool water yeah okay well hey my next one we'll get rolling um uh legend of Legaya for playstation one are you I, I own it, James. I played it. It's been a while. I remember its story and its um, uh, the gameplay was really great. It's the only thing that kept me from like really getting into it was uh, the early 3D graphics. Yeah, it looks it looks like Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. um, same type of graphics. You get three characters even ultimately. Uh, gameplay is really cool early on um, when you fight. As when you fight, you have to actually like entering combos. Mm -hmm. So like, if you select fight, it's like left arm, right arm, left kick, or left leg, right leg. I don't know if heads involved. <laughs> and it's really cool in the beginning because you have you, you know three, four hit combos. But I remember the reason why I stopped playing this is as you level up, you get more and more combos, and it the, like 
where I was, it was like eight, nine hit combos. And every time you select fight, you have to be like, okay, left, right, up, left, 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 down, down. So you can perform a certain combo. And if you just like said, oh, screw it, I'm just going to hit like right punch over and over again. Your guy does like no damage, no damage very yeah. little damage. So you have to like actually be engaged and involved in every fight. And which gets really old with three characters. Like you want to just like cast a magic spell just so you can avoid, you know, or get the battle over quicker. Right. Um, but it's still kind of a fun game. I don't. Know, I might revisit it just to you know bite the bullet and just go through it and see if there's a. I don't think there's a way to just like auto enter combos. No, but man, it was, it was pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. Um, it is pretty tough. Like yeah. when you get to the next level, you feel like you've never like leveled up enough. It's like you can't just grind and grind. And just you know, roll over everything. It seems like when you move to the next area, it's like God. Here we go again. Start grinding so I can build up my levels. Right. But pretty cool game. You know what just occurred to me? How you could play uh-huh. through this game? Um, do you remember those programmable controllers that they made for Street Fighter back in the day for the PlayStation, where you could program in like Zangief's 360 or what, whatever move you wanted to program in or, or for Mortal Kombat or you could do that for this game and have every combo that you wanted to use programmed under like a single button press and it had like that yeah. little LED yeah, screen that would be nice. Yeah, that would make this very playable because it, it also has a sequel uh, for the PlayStation 2, which was an early game for the PS2, and it plays much the same and also suffers from early PS2 graphics where everything is just overly blocky. Um, uh-huh. Also a great game, um, but suffers from much the same problems. It's just like everyone is Sabin from Final Fantasy VI, and you're just, yeah. you're just having the a... combos are like oh, 10 buttons long. They suck. And yeah, it gets really old. Yeah, that was, uh-huh. I forgot all about that part. Like, uh, And uh, you go to do your combo and you just miss one button and then you don't do it. And you're like, uh, you miss out on. Yeah, the guy's, it's silly. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, it's not like Xenogears where you could just throw in any, you know, and you'd still do a decent amount of damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But still, yeah, great game, and and like you know, like our criteria says, uh, kind of obscure, good RPG. I remember the story was really engaging. It was just the gameplay made it hard for me to get through. But then I've got a good friend, or I, I don't want to say good friend. I have a friend here that um, one of his all time favorite games. You know, we had like this list thing we did years ago where what are your favorite RPGs of all time and Legend of Lagaya was like number two for him and he plays Jesus everything you know and I was like really Legend of Lagaya and like he just really liked the fact that it was constantly engaging as opposed to having to sit there and uh, okay. press a button over and over you know mindless as it were but that's kind of why like I think most of us play RPGs is because they are kind of easy and mellow to play you could literally play it with one hand while eating Doritos with the other one you know what I mean it's not like a yeah. uh, an action packed romp where you have to be like con- continually both hands on the controller sort of thing uh, whereas Legend of the Guy you really do and uh, maybe this would appeal to someone like uh, Saiten in the forums uh, Travis um, he uh he likes to have a challenge for his RPGs and maybe this is another level that he would be interested in. I don't know. So Travis, if you're listening, maybe check out legend of the guy. If you haven't already, um, graphically not yeah. great. And I, I think he's kind of one of these guys that can't go back to uh, older graphics if I remember right. But even so maybe it's something, uh, you would enjoy. Um, my next game is a game for, uh, the DS, which I, I gotta say, man, I had 
a really hard time choosing uh, a singleton game for the DS because there is so much good stuff. Some And just real quick, just some honorable mentions. If you haven't played uh, Room 405 or Room 404 or whatever it's called, uh, Hotel Dusk, that is a tremendous, it's just a really good uh kind of film noir point and click adventure game that has some really interesting innovative puzzles throughout a great soundtrack it's so cool it's like you're playing a book and it has a sequel that is completely playable in your ds without any kind of modding whatsoever you you'll have to order it from overseas europe uh called the last window that is also in fucking credible um a lot of other really great games as well, uh, but the one I landed on, um, and it's it's not like any other game out there, is a game uh, called Ghost Trick. You played this one? Hello? <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, you play a game called Ghost Trick? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's, uh, it's made by Capcom, and this is still toward the end of the era of which they were making... Uh, good games uh and it's it's unlike anything you've ever played now you know and i forget the name of them i should have looked it up uh what is it called like a rude rube goldberg or rube something like that uh device where like you it'll be like this big convoluted thing to like maybe uh light a candle or something and it'll be like uh-huh. the ball Pee Wee herman sure exactly exactly like in the beginning of Wee herman um yeah rube goldberg i think device is what they're called anyway um the, the whole game kind of plays like that except with a story what happens is the main character he dies within the first minute of the game right and you play as a ghost and you can't do anything in fact your character can't even move more than uh, a few inches you know and you use the stylus to kind of like move his spirit and what he can do is he can move into objects or i believe also living things it's been a while since i played but objects is the main thing so you can like possess like a uh, a fan or a, or a lamp or something and then have it do whatever it was intended to do and maybe move a little bit or maybe a wheel and it can roll down to the next item and then you can do this and then go, use your ghost powers to do this to move this to do this and every level is a puzzle and it can be solved not multiple ways but uh, you can you can just do some really neat cool stuff and it's got this awesome story to go on top of it and then later on you meet other ghosts that you can join with and they have different abilities from yours and you're you're doing this whole thing to figure out who it was that killed you and it is just a great game once i started playing it i couldn't stop i it's one of the few games that I, I popped in, I was like, okay, I'm not expecting a whole lot. I, I believe Kat Daly recommended it on the Retronauts years and years ago, and I was like, all right, Kat, I, her and I uh, share a lot of uh, uh, likes when it comes to video games, so I, and she was just going gaga mm. over it. And I was like, it sounds weird, but I'll give it a shot. And yeah, I just couldn't put it down, James. It's just a wonderful game. It goes for like maybe 20 bucks. Uh, I told Anderson about it. I was like, yeah, you should probably get this game. He was asking about like DS games. And, and I told Anderson in uh, Discord, I believe it was, I was like, yeah, man, you should check it out. He ordered a copy and he was like, man, that game was awesome. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, I think it appeals to virtually 
everyone. I don't. I, I can't think of a demographic that would be like, yeah, this game just sucks because it's beautiful and just awesome and just completely unlike anything else you've ever played. So yeah, that's Ghost Trick for the DS. What you got next? Huh. Well, you know, I ha- this isn't even on my list, but uh, you're talking about that game reminded me of another one. I'll I'll just add in. Uh, have you ever played Tecmo's Deception for PlayStation One? I haven't. No. Uh, it's similar type of game style where. Not game style. Similar type of story, I guess, where you are a ghost, you die in your castle, and, like, every chapter, like, people come to your castle for different reasons, either to rob you or to uh, progress the story. There's a story that goes along with it, and some people come to, like, I don't know, take over your castle. And your goal is to, like, buy traps and set traps for the people coming into your castle. Okay. And it's a, it's first person, so you're like walking around your castle, no one can see you, you're invisible, and you set these traps for them, and when the person like walks over uh, your trap, you trigger it, and you know you deal damage to them. Hmm. And you also either try and capture them, I believe, or kill them, and I think there might be a time limit for each chapter, I'm not quite sure, but at the end of every chapter, it like gives, dishes you out experience points and gives you... I don't know if it's cash or like Google points or something to buy buy more traps um, or even like build more onto your castle. Huh. It's a really weird game, but God, I used to play that a lot at my uh, my friend's house next door. They had it, and I ultimately downloaded it for the PlayStation Three. It's on their um, in the PlayStation Store right now. Oh, really? But yeah, interesting game, fun game. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. Okay, cool. So. Outside of Deception, which sounds kind of awesome, and I might have to look it up after we're done recording here, uh, what's your next game? Oh, well, I'll just count that as my game. Let's just go with that one. <laughs> All right, just going to cut one of yours out and add Deception. That is Yeah, yeah. Tecmo's Tech, Deception. All right, cool. Well, the, the next one, uh, I went with Wii, which, uh, to be quite honest, like I own what a lot of people consider to be the best games for the Wii, but I haven't had a chance to play a lot of them yet because a lot of the yeah. quote-unquote best games are these like epic RPGs like uh, Xenoblade Chronicle, which we're going to be doing for the show in a few months, um, uh, Pandora's Tower, uh, The Last Story. I, I own all those games, but I haven't played them yet. Uh, sorry. Uh, but one that I did play and I got for like dirt cheap dirt cheap is a game called mad world and it's exclusive to the wii have you played it i have not played it but i have heard about it it is such a weird game and this is put out by sega and it is a old school style beat-em-up but it is like one of the goriest most bloody like it, it kind of reminds me of like comic zone in that it, it's almost like you're playing a comic book everything mm. in the game is in black and white except for, for blood and blood Ooh. is very red. <laughs> and I like can, that. Yeah, it, it, it almost, it makes the blood that much, like, it makes it pop more. It's kind of like watching Sin City or something, you know. And and the game is, is pretty mindless. It's just like, there's this town that's like, uh, basically become a big game show where people can try and get through the town. And if they do, they win the prize or something, you know, not a, not story driven at all. This game, it's all about what you can do within it. And every level you're just fighting these goons to get through and you can kill them in all kinds of different ways. I mean, some very, very awesome ways. And you can use like level traps and level items and weaponry to kill them in all these just amazing ways and chain combos to get extra points. And 
etc. And it is just a really fun, really awesome game. I would recommend you play it with like a classic controller rather than trying to play with a stupid Wii remote nunchuck combo. But other than that, it is just an amazing game. Visually gorgeous and you can pick it up I bought my copy recently it was like within the last year for uh, $3 right <laughs> and for $3 that's like rental price if you still own a Wii and you're just like well this thing's collecting dust and you like brawlers at all you know if you're a fan of Final Fight or the old um, you know uh, why can't I think of uh, Streets of Rage all these type of games you know this is one you absolutely have to have. It's just great. It's gory as fuck. Uh, it's really fun. Unfortunately, it's not two-player. Um, just the one player, but still, just really, really cool game. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, hey, uh, my next one. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's probably played football games, baseball games, basketball games, hockey games, soccer games. Um, when I was in college, I was recruited to play rugby and I had no idea the rules. So one of the first things I actually did was go out and buy rugby 2005 for the PlayStation two. And I learned the rules to rugby by playing that game. And I bet there's very few people out there that have actually played a rugby video game, but they're actually quite fun. And, uh, once you know the rules to them, of course, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. They make one, I guess, every year too. There's, I've seen them, you know, at um, you know GameStop. I, I own part 2005, I think 2007, nine, and twelve, just because you know, after they're done for the year, kind of like the Madden games, they try, they just give those things away. Right. So I always, <laughs> I always buy them a year or two late, you know, and uh, mess around with them for you know 20, 30 minutes. You know, they're they're, they're kind of cool and probably a game that you know, a lot of my rugby friends play. It, of course, they buy them every year, but yeah. Yeah, they're fun to mess around with. I knock me over with a feather. I, w- I wouldn't. I knew there was rug- rugby games. You know, obviously it's a popular sport overseas, uh-huh. but here, not so much. I, I wouldn't have. I would have bet money that there wasn't a rugby game, or at least not multiple, uh, here available in the states. That is crazy to me. Even, even more crazy though, James. And just, it's not a good game. But why not mention it while we're talking about obscure ass. Uh, Sports titles, you know, there's a lacrosse game for the PlayStation. Oh, it's there. It's called Blast (laughs) Lacrosse, and I own it, and it's (laughs) rare as hell, and that's why I own it. And I found a copy for a couple bucks, and I was like, oh, whatever. And it goes for like 40 bucks or some shit. And yeah, it is is not good, but yeah, there's actually a lacrosse game too. But rugby, wow, wouldn't have guessed multiple. Cool, cool though. Yeah, I I don't know how to play rugby at all. To me, it's just like football on crack that's all i know you know it's like uh, yeah a little bit of football a little bit of soccer right on um my next game james my number five in fact uh is for the sega cd and anyone listening to this knows sega cd is my jam i own virtually every game for the system i think i'm I'm missing less than 20 at this point so i kind of know my shit when it comes to this system um as for obscure though, it's like most people know the uh, the big name titles at this point. Uh, one that's super cheap because it was actually a pack-in for a lot of years, but a lot of people don't realize is actually a good game is a game called Rise of the Dragon. Uh, any familiarity? 
with this at Negative. all. Sega CD is my weakness. I see. Okay. Well, this is a it's a point and click adventure, which you know that's kind of my thing anyway. But it, it takes place place in like a kind of dystopian future. You play the role of this guy named uh, it's kind of whatever, but his name is Blade Hunter, and he's a, a detective that gets hired to investigate the. Um, the murder or apparent murder of the daughter of a U.S. senator, right? He contacts yeah. you ver- via video phone, which, you know, I mean, it looks hilarious now. It's full motion video, but it looks so bad now, you know. But still, it's pretty cool. And he calls you and he tells you that his daughter, uh, Shandi, has died due to this uh, drug that she used uh, called Bahamut, which is this drug that is being passed around the street, but it causes people to kind of like go in occasionally into like this scaly lizard form and they die um and then you're tasked to investigate and i mean it's just dark um really cool it's a uh, sierra game initially so there's like infinite ways to die in it uh the music is pretty good what there is uh it's a short game you can literally beat it if you know what you're doing in under an hour uh but if you don't know what you're doing you're going to be going through trying to figure stuff out and everything and some really cool dialogue and it's one of these games that you can actually fuck yourself to a point of unwinnability too which uh, i kind of like and don't like i like it in this because it's such a short game that you can just like get back to where you were really quick if you need to i hate it in games like king's quest where <laughs> you can be like 10 hours in and then like you're like oh. but um sure. but yeah really great game uh really cheap because again uh it was a pack-in game so you can find it for like under ten dollars i want to say and i i think it's a must own for the system and maybe not as good as like you know the the known titles your snatchers and lunar and all that kind of stuff but a really yeah. good point and click adventure um and set in the future dystopian which again my jam so yeah really great stuff pass it on to you <laughs> all right hey uh next game uh for the pc um okay. you can download it right now on com it's like i don't know five six dollars don't buy part two or part three they're terrible part one part one's fantastic it's a dungeon crawler uh, on a grid system, so you can actually even use your um, pad over here to like move around, and you can get up to three characters, and it's real easy. Just click attack, click magic, move around, gain levels. Uh, great artwork, great music, great. St- like I said, the storyline is probably the best part about the whole. Keeps you interested. Uh, it is glitchy though. Uh, I've played it a few times um, recently, and. Every time I've gotten stuck somehow where I broke the game and like some mm. item that was supposed to drop didn't drop or something like that, that, you know, I required to move on for some reason, but really fun game. Have yeah. you played it? Uh, no, I didn't catch the name of it. What was the name? Oh, sorry. Lands of Lore. Lands of Lore. No, no, I've never even heard of it, but I'm not a PC gamer, so. Mm. It's, we, we didn't play too much. It was, uh. My neighbor's like dad's game. He got he got it, and we we played it ever since. I've played it ever since. I think I played it at their house. I bought a copy. I tried to use it on like a newer computer, and it didn't really work out that well. And then I learned about good old games, and that was the first game I looked up. And I was like, bam, buying it. Cool. And yeah, fun game. Wow. Yeah. Well, 
if I played PC stuff, I'd probably check it out. But I'm just like, I'm scared to even get in the PC realm because there's so much I've missed over the last yeah. 25 years, and I wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> so swamped with just console stuff. I'm like, nope, not touching that with a stick. Um, next one up for me uh, for the Dreamcast, and again, it's kind of hard to choose anything for the Dreamcast because a lot of its best games uh, ended up being ported on other uh, consoles later, like your Crazy Taxi, your, you know, it's got some weird stuff like Egg or uh, Seaman or something, but those are kind of like talked about a lot, like even though they are quote-unquote obscure, people know about them. So one that maybe isn't quite as well-known and and quirky is a game called Toy Commander. You ever hear of that? I want to say I, want to say I have. Is no, maybe not. I'm thinking of. Um, no, I'm thinking of something. I'm thinking of like a game that you use. It's kind of like Star, Starcraft, but you use like little um, army men. That's probably not it. It's it's kind of like that. What what it uh, is is the the concept of the game is kind of brilliant. You know, you remember when you were a little kid and you'd go in your room and you'd get all your little toys. You'd have your little. Maybe they were micro machines, your jets and stuff, and you'd wage these huge battles, right? Uh, yeah. some, sometimes they were like a navy battle in the tub, or or whatever, you know, a, a battle with whatever vehicles you had. Well, the the premise of this game is you're a little boy playing with these toys, and it'll set up these scenarios. It'll show like a cutscene and the kid's setting up his toys, but then as soon as the battle, quote unquote, starts, everything turns real. Uh, so you're playing with real you know, uh, B1 bombers and real tanks and all this stuff Ooh, fighting against each good. other, right? But they're in this little boy's room or they're in the bathroom in the bathtub with all the naval fleets, but you'll see the rubber ducky and, you know, all that kind of stuff too. And you're given these objectives, defeat whatever, or capture the flag or that those type of things. And there's multiple levels. I, I, it says 35 different vehicles, 50 different missions with multiple objectives. There's a deathmatch mode with uh, three different ways to play. Um not graphically like the the biggest powerhouse on the uh, on the Dreamcast. It looks good, but it you know, Dreamcast was what two thousand two thousand one and uh, or ninety nine two thousand two thousand one, and uh, as a result, you know, it's that early a lot of the early polygonal graphics PS two era st- type stuff. Uh, but it still looks pretty good. It plays really good, and it's such a unique quirky title that I, I thought it bared mentioning here and it, again it's a title that you know maybe not for our main show because it's not something we can talk about a lot but and it's cheap uh, I think it's still well under ten dollars I picked up my copy for four bucks a few years ago because I saw uh, I think it may have been Metal Jesus Rocks like must own Dreamcast games or something and, and this was on the list and I was like that looks really cool and it is really cool so if you've got a Dreamcast and you don't have that Check out a uh, Toy Commander. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it. I've definitely played this game. I know you're exactly what you're talking about. Oh, okay, now. cool. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. quirky. It's uh, different, you know, which is Fun. which is kind of you know half of these things are like things that I think like didn't get recognition because you know they're so good and they should have and then the other half are like you won't believe this game exists and it's actually fun and worth a checkout you know kind of thing so yeah yeah man. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I'm up. Uh, let's see, you still there? You're kind of cutting out on me there. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm okay, here. good. Good, good, good. All right, um, 
I guess I'll go with Shining in the Darkness, uh, Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. Uh, another dungeon crawler. This one, though, uh, decides to not give you a map. Because <laughs> yep. back then they thought that was a good idea. Uh, yeah. to the uh, uh, Shining Force, it was a precursor to Shining Force in, like, the graphics outside of battles, everything else, like in the towns and the characters themselves and the menus and everything looks just like Shining Force. However, you're looking through the eyes of your character and you crawl through um, actually the same dungeon over the um, the entire game. They just open up new areas for you to go into mm-hmm. um, as you progress through the game. I remember when I was, I remember I got this game fourth or fifth grade like i knew that temple like the back of my hand and like i could get anywhere at any time and then like, i don't think i ever fully beat it i was getting close and i put it down i played something else probably then i tried to go back and that just wasn't happening right i had forgotten everything oh. um i have picked it up recently and I'm, I'm i have a guy going right now and i actually have drawn out a map on graph paper just to help me through it um did that at first i realized what the hell am i thinking i have the internet at my disposal so now i'm going through using a walkthrough but i i do plan to beat that game soon one of these days it's it's a good game uh mm-hmm. it's it's just one of those that it's it is hard to go back to it plays like a eye of the beholder or um the original fantasy star and yeah having no map is just that's a big deal and then furthermore like it is a grind like yeah. Games were grindy back then, and you can almost double it for Shining in the Darkness. Like you're gonna have to like sit there and level a lot um, to be able to progress. But still, not at all a bad game. Definitely, if like if you're just looking for games specifically for the Genesis that are like RPG related and stuff, that's a great title to pick up. It's still super cheap. I think it's still under what twenty bucks or something. It's not one of these ones that has really jumped up. Yeah. Like, like some of the others, and I think it may be on a couple of compilations as well. Well, I think that's where I have it as a compilation. I have the original, then I have it on a compilation. That's right. what I'm playing regularly right now. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's on. Isn't it on the Sega? Is it on the Sega Genesis uh, PS3? Yeah, I think that's where I'm, that's where I'm playing it. I think it is. Yeah, it's it's just a great game though. It's it's not quite as good to uh-huh. me as like the Shining Force one or two, but it's along the same vein yeah. and, and definitely worth a play for sure. Yeah, um, my next one and I, James. I mean, I think I've talked about this game before, uh, at least briefly. It's I'm loath to call it a good game, but at the same time, I don't like the genre at all. Like. Uh, a lot of people think Doom is a great game, right? I don't know where you stand on mm-hmm. it. A lot of people are like, yeah, Doom, one of the first FPS shooters. I could play it right now. I love Doom. Um, not me. When Doom first came out, everyone was just gaga over this friggin' game. And I I didn't see it. You know, I even, I even We did the whole thing where we uh, linked PlayStations together, and I tried to play it that way with friends on multiple TVs, and everyone's just having a great time except me. I did not have fun with it. I same with Goldeneye. I I would play it, but I never had the kind of fun a lot of other people have. I'm not an F- FPS guy at all. I never have been, you know. Um, but there is a game and for the Jaguar that gets a lot of recognition. <laughs> um, it was tough for me to decide on anything for the Jaguar. 
because there is not a lot of gold to be mined there. You know, most people say Tempest 2000 <laughs> and this game, which is, of course, Alien vs. Predator. Um, it is basically a Doom clone, and I know that term gets thrown around a lot, but Alien vs. Pre Predator looks exactly like Doom. Like, all the walls are the same. Uh, the, if you, There's three different characters you can choose from. If you choose the Marine... The Marine plays basically the same way the Marine does in Doom, where you have, I believe, a short jump, and then like a, a punch or a knife or something as a melee attack, and then you can uh, find things like shotguns, pistols, etc. along the way. Um, but you can also, at the very beginning of the game, choose to play as either the Alien or the Predator. If you choose the Predator, he starts out with all kinds of cool stuff and the ability to turn invisible. But if you kill something while invisible, you lose honor points. And there's this like whole subsystem with the Predator where if you lose too much honor, I think you just lose the game outright. Or you can gain points by killing things with just your... Uh, your claws, your like little Wolverine looking mm -hmm. claws that the Predators has. And then the alien, arguably the best character, he just has a, a swipe, a bite, and then like some other type of bite or something. Um, or a tail whip, I think it is. But he's the fastest and um, his blood, when, when he gets damaged, acts as acid and anything walking into that uh, will get damaged and knocked back. So you can like kind of like use it to your advantage to like get injured in a corridor and then have things walk into the blood or whatever so a lot of cool replay value on that and this is one of the jaguar games that came with the overlays for the fucking controller uh those of you that haven't seen a jaguar controller uh maybe look it up and just see the hilarity that is the jaguar controller these things are becoming kind of rare now um because no no one gives a fuck about the jaguar but they're the size of like a a Texas Instruments calculator from the 70s. These things are fucking huge, and they've got a literal number pad on them in addition to the D-pad and a couple of buttons there. And the number pad is used for a few different games, this being one of them, where you can put these overlays that will actually fit into the controller itself, and then instead of being like 1 through 9, um, it'll, it'll have different you know things that'll say like one will change to like if you're playing um the space marine it'll say like uh, a quick shotgun so if you have a shotgun you press one and it'll go right to the shotgun instead of having to try and scroll through it or whatever uh different things like that and each character in the game has a different overlay and yes i have the fucking overlays and it is kind of baller but in a weird like meta way it's like uh, it's not really necessary it's kind of like the steel battalion controller for the xbox or something where it's like it's kind of cool you did this but it was really not necessary and really kind of strange and made for a weird bulky controller especially since not a lot of games utilize that fucking uh, nine key or whatever they call it um at all so but still, if you're an FPS fan, or furthermore, like I've got one of my best friends, Nick, is a huge, huge Alien and Predator fan. So anything regarding Alien vs. Predator, he is on, like, stink on shit. And, you know, if you're a huge fan like he is, this is definitely something you might want to check out. Of course, a Jaguar, just owning one, <laughs> is kind of rare these days. And I think they're actually selling for a lot. I haven't checked on it. I bought mine 100 years ago for next to nothing because it was just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll buy a Jaguar. And it came with this and a few other games. Um <laughs> But I think they sell for like 200 bucks now or something. I know the controllers are like 50 or $80 for a Jaguar because 
no one makes them and they you know when they break down there's a there's less and there's less and there's less but the games themselves are cartridge based mm. and they're pretty uh, they're pretty hardy so but in the game itself is like a 40 or 50 dollar game now i think but uh, yeah, if if you have a Jaguar and for some reason you don't own this, maybe check it out. I don't think there's any other way on the planet to play it. Maybe just watch a fucking Let's Play. I don't know, but it is it is cool that it exists because there are other Alien vs Predator games, but not this game. This is the only system where you can play this Doom clone version of Alien vs Predator. So there you go. Like it? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, I think the best Alien vs. Predator game is the arcade, but that's just Oh, me. for sure. Fuck, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> the Capcom <laughs> beat them up. It was super good, yeah. But still, worth checking out. Yeah. Hey, well, my next one, uh, it's a Nintendo game. It's a paintball game. Have you heard of it? You know what uh, game it is? Uh, Nintendo Gotcha? Gotcha! Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I love that little game. Right? Um the first person little shooter you scroll to the right and as you scroll to the right I think maybe the second controller controls you just you're, you're playing paintball when you get to the far right of the, the far right of the screen excuse me you grab the flag and then you got to move to the left and as you move to the left boom you know guys will appear and you got to shoot them and you work your way to the left until you hang your flag Mm-hmm. Fun little dumb game, but I don't know if anyone's ever played it. No one really. I've never heard anyone else talk about it. I don't know anyone else that owns it. Probably you, but you know what? I don't. Uh, <laughs> don't. Oh, wow. I, I almost bought it a couple years ago because I was like, yeah, I'm missing this title, and it was like 15 bucks or something. And I just, I didn't know if I would actually play the stupid thing. I own so many games that I've I've bought that just sit there, and I was like, I think I'm done with the Nintendo. I don't think there, except maybe Chiller which is a uh, another shooter that we failed to mention, a uh, light gun shooter. I don't think there's a Nintendo game that I'm l- really wanting to get. I think I own everything for the system that I want to actually own. Um, but maybe I got to get gotcha now. Fuck, if it's, if it's good, maybe I got to get it. It's fun. <laughs> uh, it's just obscure, yeah. I, I remember it as a kid. I don't think I ever played it. It was just always at the video store. I remember always going there and just seeing that weird cover. It's like a black box with like this kid that looks like Jughead on the front. And, and yep. it's just a weird thing. It's like a paintball game. And you're like, really? Paintball? You know, it's kind of like tubing. It's like, who thought that was a good idea for the NES? Let's, let's make yep. a game about riding down river rapids in a tube. Um, but yeah, weird game, but if it's good, James, maybe I'll have to find a copy. Um, I like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next one I know you know, and I we, we had it set up as potentially a game uh, to do as a show. Um, unfortunately, it got, I believe, a total of zero votes um, <laughs> out of 32 or whatever we ended up getting. Um, so it's... N- basically never going to be on the show unless you or I are just like, we must do this. And uh, I'm counting it as Sega Saturn, although it also does appear on the PlayStation 1, and the game is uh, Blazing Dragons. Uh, Oh! Yeah. Super, super good point-and-click adventure game. Uh, It was made by the Monty Python member uh, Terry Jones, and it features voices, uh, I think his voice is in there, I think... uh, 
uh, gosh, I can't, a couple other members of the Monty Python troupe, and then uh, the main villain is voiced by Cheech Marin, I think, if I remember right. Uh, yeah, Terry Jones and Cheech Marin are voices within the Ooh. game. Uh, it's got just a quirky humor to it. You play the part of uh, a dragon, obviously, that is uh, an apprentice knight, basically. He's like, you become a squire early on in the game, and then you have to do all these things. But in his heart, he's an inventor, and he's always inventing these like quirky items to do this and that. And I mean, it's a, it's a typical adventure game. Think like Monkey Island or Sam and Max or something like that, except it's set in medie- medieval times in a fairy tale type realm where you play the dragon. The Saturn version of the two, I own both of them, um, is a much prettier game. Saturn had a much more uh, a bigger color palette so like it, it it's just gorgeous on the saturn i can't uh stress that enough compared to the playstation version both versions are great um feature full motion video cutscenes, um uh, lots of hours of dialogue from prominent actors uh laugh out loud funny moments throughout the game including the very last puzzle which is Hilarious! I won't spoil it in case you do want to play this game. But yeah, you can get it for like really cheap. I, I think I picked up my Saturn version for ten bucks or something. And I know on the PlayStation it's right around the same amount of money. I think it's just one of these games that has gone under the radar for virtually everyone. And as such, uh, you know, it's just one of those truly hidden gems. I hate that term. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm surprised you ever played it, James. When you told me you had, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, so yeah, if if you haven't played it, guys, uh, check that out for you know you know either system, but a uh, great game. I remember a buddy of mine had that game, and he couldn't get past this part. Um, and let me borrow it, and my friends and I attacked it, and we figured it out. And then I told him we we figured it out and got past it, and like he made me return it to him, and then like stay in his house until he like beat it in front of me, right. just because he wanted me as that crutch. It was a fun game though, oh, cute yeah. game. Yeah, great, great um, game. All right, well, my next one, I think I got a few now. I'm going to narrow it down. I think I'm going to go Dungeons & Dragons Warriors of the Eternal Sun. Oh, one yeah. I think I've mentioned before on the show. Mm-hmm. It's a Sega Genesis game. Um, I, I was one I think I've rented about four or five times, and finally when my video rental place went out of business, I went there and bought it. Uh, it's Dungeons & Dragons, you know, you have six or seven characters you can choose from and when you choose your character you like roll dice you know in the game to get their stats in order you get to choose four um it alternates between uh, overhead view where you're walking around with your four guys and getting in battles to dungeon crawling view if you go inside some sort of cave uh or castle or temple whatever they have in there um Fun little game, though. Good little graphics. Takes a while to get used to. Mm-hmm. It's a game where uh, you will miss a lot, <laughs> and it will get on your nerves, especially in the beginning. You're like, what are we playing? Yeah. yeah. It is fun. I have beaten it. The ending is... Have you beaten it? Uh, no, no. I couldn't... It plays... The most anticlimactic ending I've ever seen in a video game. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, you're getting ready for this huge battle, and you just end up like a winner is you. Some, some dragon appears, and like it's some horrible little, you know, shot of the dragon wrestling with another dragon, and roll credits. Yeah. What did we just go through? What was it all about? The fun little game. 
yeah, I uh, I never could get in again. Like dungeon crawlers for me, like I like them, but it takes a lot for me to get into them. Like Fantasy Star, I got into pretty hard, um, but like this one plays a lot like uh, Eye of the Beholder, which is another one that I really tried to like and just couldn't get into for whatever reason. Uh, I own both. I mean, of course I fucking do. And it is a good game if you like dungeon crawlers, and especially if you're, again, looking for stuff on the Genesis to play that isn't one of the ten, like, well-known RPGs, or maybe even less than ten. Um, but yeah, great great little game, and still super cheap. Uh, I found a copy just maybe five years ago for, like, maybe six, seven bucks or something at a game store. So I, I wouldn't imagine it's over $15 now, although it might be, I don't know. Um, next one I've got is actually for multiple uh, systems. I'm counting it towards the Super Nintendo because I was looking over my Super Nintendo stuff and a lot of the more obscure games that I really like for the system I've done a show on already or it's been done to death by other shows or it's something that I actually want to do a show on at a later date. So I chose something that couldn't possibly fill a show. It's a uh, it's a strategy game. It appears on the Nintendo, the Genesis, and of course the Super Nintendo, which is where I own it and play it or played it all the time. And uh, that is Jim Fire. You ever play any of those versions? It's a it's a Koei game. You know they they used to make these uh, tactical games like. Uh, Oh, Nobunaga's Ambition, or Liberty or Death, or uh, what's the name of that one game? Like, uh, I don't know, PTO or something like that. I can't, I've got it over there, but any Operation PTO or something. Uh, all these different strategy games where you, you know, you build up troops and you manage stuff and then you, you deploy them and you take over territories and boom, boom, pow, you know, kind of Romance of the Three Kingdoms style or whatever. And uh, this is just another one of those type of games, but instead of being a historical setting like 99% of these games are, um, it actually takes place in a fantasy setting, and you get to play of one of five kings, or I, th I think it's actually six kings, excuse me, um, kings or queens, and each one has a certain amount of territory that they are reigning over, and they're trying to get... Uh, all the pieces of this crown that contains five jewels and the crown itself, each piece being able to summon a monster into battle to fight alongside you tactically. And you get into these almost like chess-like battles where you'll go in and both of you each, you have uh, five units comprised of archers, which can move two spaces, but shoot three, um, a knight that can uh, build fences, but only move two spaces. And then horsemen, the, the two, two horsemen, uh, that can move three spaces but only attack one and then you get what is called a fifth unit and this can be there's just a plethora of things you can hire everything from bugbears to skeletons to witches to bats to just all kinds of different stuff that you can uh, purchase mercenary wise as your fifth unit or you can use one of these gems each king starts out with one to summon a special unit that is a singleton unit a wizard of some kind there's like a bearded guy that's like got power over lightning there's like this dude that kind of looks like doc strange that has like power over death and he like uses gases for attacks and stuff and they're your most powerful unit and generally the ones you uh use the most to attack other units and stuff and they have varying abilities they might be able to attack three or four spaces or move three or four spaces or whatever you know they're they're often uh, your best unit and it's just a really cool tactical game i used to spend 
all kinds of time on this game like legit just probably have hundreds of hours into gym fire which is weird because graphically it's not beautiful like i said it does appear on the nes as well and it doesn't look a whole lot different on the original nintendo than it does the super nintendo a little bit better but not a whole lot uh but it's just a lot of fun and if this is you know if you like any of those type of games if you've ever played romance of the three kingdoms or uh clan of the get gray wolf or um destiny of an emperor or north versus south or any of those type of games and you liked them, this is one that I can't stress enough. It's just a great game. It doesn't go for a whole hell of a lot. It's still going for under 30, 40 bucks on most systems. I think the NES version is by far the highest dollar version because it's NES and it came out late on the system. Uh, didn't sell a whole lot or whatever, but uh, the best versions of the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, they don't, they don't go for a whole hell of a lot and totally worth playing in my opinion. So yeah, Jim Fire. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I guess this is getting to my last one. Um, I have a few left on my list here. I think I'm going to go with uh, this one, though. You ever played Brute Force for Xbox? No, man. No? There's a, there's a few games similar to it. Uh, Conflict, Desert Storm, Conflict, Desert Storm, Back to Baghdad, then Brute Force. It's a up game up to four players and you like you know you're not battling each other you're playing you know to complete a mission all together mm -hmm. uh brute force is the more fantasy sci-fi version you have uh, four characters to choose from <clears throat> uh, like some lizard guy that has like a shotgun the, the the human that has a fully automatic weapon and you got two chicks i think one of them is like a faster one with like pistols and the other one is like has a sniper rifle and you just go through the game, you know, it's third person, so you're, you know, behind your character, watching him shoot, and it was one that we used to play a lot of, uh, you know, we'd all get, there'd be four of us all in the Xbox, and but it's, you know, cooperative play, so we're trying to, like, plan out how we're going to take down, like, you know, this base or whatever, and it was, I don't know, a real fun time, real, I don't know if it's how obscure it is, it's an older game, fun game, though, just mess around, it feels like so so few games now are, like, cooperative play in the same house anymore it's like you have to have your own version in your own house and we'll play together we'll meet online and i don't know something about all being in the same place playing together right so um, much better than not online. necessarily against each other but you know yeah. with each other it's fun it's so weird that games that do have it nowadays advertise it as like something that's new you know it's like oh co-op play in the same house or whatever it's like yeah. <laughs> Invite your friends over. They don't want that, though. They want you and your friend to buy the same game and play together. Not uh -huh. one game and two people having fun. That's the whole thing. Yep. Sound like an old man now. <laughs> we are old men. Me more than you. Uh, my last game... Um... Maybe, again, maybe you guys have heard of it. This is for the NES. There is a lot of games I wanted to... Be to mention for the NES there was Nightshade which is like this really quirky point and click adventure that like no one's heard of and it's it's a really cool game um a little the interface is weird but whatever there's Crystallis which is mm -hmm. to me like one That's of the one. best RPGs for the Nintendo if you haven't played Crystallis it also appears I believe on the Game Boy Color just a really good game um but uh, you know people have heard of those games and, and some people have heard of this obviously as well but the game I chose is Battle of Olympus um, I don't know if you've played it James but to those of you that have played The Legend of Zelda 2 and you aren't one of the asshats that were like Legend of Zelda 2 sucks I don't like it you know um, 
fuck off. Legend of Zelda 2, it's not Zelda. Is it as good as the first one? Probably not. Uh, they tried to go in a whole different direction with it. Um, but, you know, that's why a lot of people throw hate towards it. Same way, like, Simon's Quest. You know, they tried a whole different method to their game, and not a lot of people embraced it. Uh, I kind of think, you know, it's a hidden gem uh, in, in a sense, in that everyone says Zelda 2 sucks. It's actually a pretty fucking good game. Battle of Olympus is basically the Legend of Zelda 2, but in a different theme. You play the role of, you know, a young uh, man that uh, is trying to save the world kind of thing. It's, you know, same scenario, basically. And you can go talk to people in town and and uh, go through different levels, finding different weaponry that will give you different abilities and so on and so forth. I mean, it is, it is basically the exact same game as Zelda, up to and including you find in the game uh, food items, Ambrosia, Food of the Gods, which will increase your life bar. Just, just a really cool game. Um... It's it's like an action RPG before there was action RPGs, uh, and it's cheap. You know, I tried to keep most of my list is like I think outside of Alien vs Predator, everything on my list is like easily bought. Maybe Gunstar Heroes as well, um, because I, you know normally we focus on games that are like way out of people's price range. For this episode, I was like, well, here's some quirky good shit that you can get for next to nothing and and maybe have some fun with and didn't even realize it existed. So that's my pick Ooh. for Nintendo and my last game for this. Like I said, I had a lot of I had a lot of honorable fucking mentions. Uh, let's see what else I got on here. I put Ghost Hunter for the PS2. Um, that's like a really great uh it's kind of a survival horror game, but it's kind of not. It's it's hard to explain, but I, I I put it in to just try it out, and I ended up playing through the whole game that day. It's a short game, probably only 10 hours, but really good. Um, God Hand, maybe a lot of you have heard of uh, Clover Studios. They're the ones that made uh, Okami, which, uh, again, maybe you haven't heard of Okami. Play that. It's it's the best Zelda game that's not a Zelda game out there. Um, God Hand is a beat-em-up of the old style from back in the day, but, like, really good with a lot of humor, hard as balls. Um, I've got Beggar Prince listed for the Sega Genesis. It's one of the games that came out for Super Fighter Team, um, or by Super Fighter Team in the late 2000s, Genesis. It's a uh, RPG that never made it to the States that finally did. Um, you can find it and The Legend of Wukong at superfighterteam.com if they have any more available. Both those games are excellent. Um, as I said, Nightshade Dungeon Explorer for the Sega CD. Uh, it's also for the TurboGrafx-16, but it should be noted that these games are actually two separate games. They both play kind of like Gauntlet in that you, you know, it's the overhead view and each character has different abilities and such, and you've got just tons of enemies coming at you at all times, uh, but you do level up on them and so forth. So, so that was, oh, and then Android Assault was another one I had for the uh, Sega CD, which is like this really awesome uh, shooter that has like, really heavy metal like metal guitars going on in the background the whole time like really just mud butt pumping music with you know <laughs> all these heavy guitars and stuff and super cool also robo alesti is another one for the uh S sega cd that is a really great game but those games are actually like super pricey so it's like eh, no one's gonna pay a hundred bucks to play some uh uh, shooter that they've never heard of. Well, most most of our listeners, I don't think, would anyway. But uh, great games, and you know, you can always 
emulator whatever so uh yeah there are ways to check these out without actually spending any money at all so you know keep that in mind as well you, you got any other honorable mentions or yeah i had um final fantasy adventure for game boy that uh, was mm-hmm. supposed to be i believe like spirit of mana's second dinsetsu one yeah. or whatever yeah and then albert's odyssey for sega saturn i need to play um, that well Show. It's a very long game, though, and it's it's a very slow game. Oh wow! Um, turns just like mechanics. Like you kill something, and you like stare at the screen, and like nothing happens, and all of a sudden it just melts away, and you're like, oh, oh, battle's over. Uh, oh. But it's still fun. Okay. Uh, it looks good. No, no, I could talk about Dragon Force again, but uh, it's just good on my mind. I don't know. Every about once a year, I get the the Urge bite to play. to play that game. <laughs> it's you a great know, game. But still need to buy we can it. Play it together. Yeah, at least. yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah, maybe have it as a maybe like when I've been on the show. I don't know. What is this, two years? Yeah. Have, we, have we done it two years? You, you're at you're maybe at two I'm years. Done. I'm over three. Yep. To celebrate my third year anniversary. We should play that one because that's the game I entered in on. We should. I don't know. Do, do it again. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I do but... want to say uh, right before we started recording, I. And I should have done it days ago, but uh, whatever, last minute. I asked uh, in the Discord, I said, hey, uh, if any of you guys have any obscure games you want to mention on the show, uh, let me know, you know. And I know you don't you don't get in Discord much, probably because you've got a new infant in the house, and these guys talk at like 2, 3, 4 in the morning sometimes. <laughs> and, and it's like, I can't have my phone going off all the time kind of thing. Well, um they there are two guys in particular Cujo who was on our last episode of video games the movie uh, we're still thinking about doing some more episodes of that guys so hang in there we we may get some more out to you uh, hopefully uh, but anyways uh, great guy um, and then uh, Saiten, who whose real name I believe is Travis they they are both like the biggest proponents of this game called Trails of Cold Steel and then just the uh, Trails games in general but in particular Trails of Cold Steel and Saiten who you know I like the guy a lot I really do he and I butt heads a lot (laughs) you know we have like wildly different opinions on a lot of things but uh, I respect his opinion a lot and he's like really been touting this game so much so that I went to buy it one day and then talked myself out of it and bought a Partners in Time instead for the DS because it's one that I didn't own. Uh, Mario RPG ish type of game. Um, but then I was talking to Cujo and he Ooh. was the only one that piped up right before the show and he said, You got to talk about Trails, especially Cold Steel. He said uh, he had never played it before and then Saiten talked him into getting it and he said it's one of his top five RPGs of all time. That's big words. Right? Especially for a Ooh. guy like Cujo who has played mm-hmm. just like you and I, you know, he's played almost everything, right? He's he's been around the block. He loves RPGs and he, he was like, This game is incredible. So it's like twenty bucks. I I'm gonna you know, I told him in Discord, I was like, Well fuck dude, now I gotta make twenty dollars figure out how to buy this thing. So Yeah. I'm gonna go pick it up uh, as soon as possible and, and maybe even start playing it. But it definitely sounds like a game that you could start playing and then just be lost in, you know. So we'll see. But yeah, so he was the only one that piped up, unfortunately, because I basically asked way too late. So if if any of you listening have a game that you want to maybe mention on the next show, definitely write us and uh, 
and tell us that you know whatever hidden gem it is maybe you want to mention on the show and uh and real quick, while I'm thinking about it, I uh, just want to tell Joe, uh, Stan, um, yeah, uh, buddy, I, I totally have your game. I have Final Fantasy IX in my car in the glove compartment. I've uh, meant to go to the post office multiple times, and I always get sidetracked. Uh, sorry, buddy, I work third shift. It's just one of those... Um, one of those things, man, you know, uh, I will get it to you. And as for uh, prize this month, uh, I do have the uh, Zelda Twilight Princess. And, you know, I've got I've always got random junk laying around. Well, junk, junk to one man, treasure to a to. A, well, no one, but but free stuff regardless. And um, yeah, I've always got stuff laying around. But this month, uh, just because of the way things went and stuff, I just totally blanked on doing any kind of random number generation type of stuff to give out a gift. Um, but still, definitely, if you've written anything on uh, or Facebook or if you've sent in an email, you are eligible to win uh, a prize. And we'll just roll that over all the comments from last month into next month and uh, maybe get something out around Christmas time or just after. Uh, so, yeah, sorry about the inconvenience there. But, when, you know, when dealing with free stuff out of pocket, uh, you know, just take what you can get, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um... If you do want to reach us to enter that contest or just uh, say whatever it is to James or myself, you can reach me at RetroKel, that's K-H-E-L, on Twitter. You can write me at SimonBelmont at Outlook.com. That's Simon, not Simon. I believe it's S-I-M-E-N, uh, Simon, and then Belmont, B-L-L. B-E-L-M-O-N-T, yeah, at Outlook.com. You can reach James at GoodBuddyJames at gmail.com. You can reach us both at RetroGameCore, that's core, spelled C-O-R-P-S. Yeah, you know, any number of other ways you can find us. Uh, We're pretty easily accessible. Give a quick shout-out to all my friends at the uh, various other podcasts and projects that they do we've got the rpg show we've got Terran lightning we've got um mike and the gang over at the graveyard shift and playing with power um gosh even the guys at the retro league the guys over at retrovaniacs uh pat contry who definitely does not listen to this he's got a great show called <laughs> um uh, the completely unnecessary podcast excuse me there's there's a lot of great podcasts you could be listening to and we appreciate that you listen to us um Yeah, that's it. So until then, keep it retro, and we'll see you next time. Why walking out one evening not knowing where to go Just to pass the time away Before we held our show I heard the Bethel Mission Band Singing with all their might I gave my heart to Jesus And left the show that night, the day will soon be over, and digging will be done.
song when Jesus comes to claim us and says it is enough the diamonds will be shining no longer in the rough While reading through the Bible, some wondrous sights I see. I read of Peter, James, and John by the Sea of Galilee. But Jesus, when he found them, he found them mighty tough. Cause they were precious diamonds He gathered in the rough The day will soon be over And digging will be done No more gems be gathered So let us all press on comes to claim